So this is Mike Brown. This is Byron Young. And this is Tay Harper. And this is The Art of Letting Go. Letting go. Letting go. Letting go. Letting go. Letting go. <laughs> we here, we out here, Mike. Absolutely, y'all don't even know how happy I am to be recording with y'all. It's an um, honor, man. So it's the art of letting go, where we're also letting grow on these new episodes. Um, I heart you, you too. Um, it's really good to see. You. I feel like I haven't seen you in a very long time since college. I know. Um, you should introduce yourself though to the listeners. Uh, Both of you guys should actually. You, you go, go first. first. Ladies first. Go Ladies first. first, Tay. I'm shy. You go oh first. Oh, my God. Uh, my name is Dr. Byron Young. Uh, <laughs> no, no. no just, so I'm, um, I'm one of Mike's dearest friends from college. Um, we went to Xavier University of Louisiana. Um, and uh, since then, uh, since Xavier, uh, we all kept it. We have a whole network of really good folks, lots of whom have been on the podcast before, like Crenshaw. I think James has been on the podcast. Uh, Wayne, who's also a member uh, of the Art of Letting Go crew. Shout out to Wayne. We're going to, I'll sing you on this, on this track. <laughs> Wayne. Actor Wayne? Yeah, Actor Wayne. Oh, shoot. Um, hey, Wayne. Hey. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, after that, I went to medical school at Tulane and then went to New York for residency and fellowship. I'm now a child adolescent and adult psychiatrist, uh, super community oriented, really mindful about the intersection of like, mental health, social justice, racial justice, and the arts. So just doing a lot of fun, creative stuff around that. Trying to live my best life. I'm out here in Venice. Kicking you look it. very famous right now, too. Oh, you <laughs> look very oh, famous. I talking about. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it, brother. I'm just trying to make it. Walk Town. Shout out to Walk Town. We'll be trying to make it. Trying to make it. There you go, Tay. Well, that resume was beautiful. <laughs> My name is Tay Harper. I went to school with both of these kind fellas. Um, I haven't seen you guys since college. Technically, yeah, it's been that long. Yeah. Both of you. Really? Wow. Is it? I mean, I'm just. I'm no, I, saw, just saying, I saw you at like, homecoming. Oh, yeah, you did see me at homecoming. But I'm saying, like, on a consistent basis, B. Like, do you think we see it? Hey, don't you, aren't you in Brooklyn? Now, I, I see you. Oh, yeah, I go back and forth. But anyway, <laughs> I am um, I am an actress who is pursuing the dream. Um, and, I mean, that's really about it. Like, I went to Xavier, and then after that, I went to Emerson College. And then, you know, just trying to find myself for the most part. And then I said, you know what? Bump all of this. Acting is what I want to do, and acting is what I'm pursuing. Can you tell us a little bit about that process, Tay? I think yeah. a lot of people would like to know. Like, Ooh, you, you were doing unconventional things, right? Yeah, like so, God, so much after college. So I went to grad school. I realized um, during grad school, I actually didn't want to, I didn't want to complete the program. Right. But everyone was in my ear saying, you know what, you'll have masters behind your name, and you know, you'll have a job as soon as you get out. You'll make all this money. Um, needless to say, that was definitely not the case. So I basically just started working anywhere. Like I started working at a hospital. I was a patient coordinator. Then I was doing like some IT work with another company. Then I became a case manager. Oh, wow. And after all of that, you know, I really had to sit back and just think like, I'm not happy. I'm making money, but I'm not happy. And then I started looking at a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends from Xavier, and I just saw that they were really doing what they wanted to do. Right. You know, being doctors, being lawyers, and you know, just a lot of things that's going on in society. Life is just too short. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna take the leap of faith and I'm just gonna do what I have to do to pursue acting. And if Nothing comes out of it. At least I can say I tried, and that's the Absolutely. happiest thing ever. Absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned that because on my way out here to Venice, I was thinking about 
I was thinking about school because I studied sales and marketing in school, that but works. never, yeah, but never really did anything with it. Mm-hmm. I've always done music, and music has been that one thing I've always gone back to. So I feel like that's my passion, and it seems like acting is your passion as well. And uh, yeah, I guess I was saying all that to say like, what keeps you pushing with it? I mean, because we are. To, to standards, we're up in age. Yeah, you know, we're, we're up in age. <laughs> but we still are chasing the dreams that we have. So I, I wonder what keeps you going. I have to keep going. I, um, because I I've been that. in places where I just wasn't happy. Like money pays the bills, but it does not bring you happiness. And I honestly believe that God will make a way for you out of no way. I mean, and I have to say that when I was a kid, I used to promise my mom all the time, I'm going to buy you this brand new house. I'm going to build you this brand new house. So my mother and that promise to her is actually what keeps me going and just being happy. You can't buy happiness. You can't buy it. I think there's a lot of like social unlearning we have to do right because i think i was talking i don't know who was somebody one of our friends maybe it was one of you guys we were talking about how like society is not built for you it's not built for the individual to be happy that's not what it's it's not that's not what it's constructed for so why on earth would you look to society for the the like guidance on how to live your life right like society i think particularly in the american context it's like you know live the american dream get your house and your money and your cars and you know and i think that that's like a soulless situation and i think the sooner we can figure that out and kind of unlearn that the better and so i think you know talking to you know what tay said about you know not just chasing the money but really chasing their dreams that is like poo-pooed on because that doesn't feed the social system right like right. you chasing your dreams don't help out the you know the society as a system as a whole you know we need you out here working in you know being another cog in the wheel and i think i think there are ways you can kind of be a because co- like sometimes you just got to make you know make ends meet to eat yeah so no, not to poo-poo being you know working in in the, in the kind of system as it's given to you but i think this notion of like trying to step out of it i really think finding true joy if your if your goal is to find true joy you definitely won't find it in like just doing the rote kind of a automaton like work of just you know going to work uh, at a job that just pays the bills and it has nothing to do with like nurturing your soul and so i think it's hard it, it's like i brave I, you know i applaud i applaud both of you guys i think it's really brave to kind of break out of that and, and kind of go pursue your dreams. I, I was telling a friend yesterday, I was saying, you know, when I was a little kid, I was very contrarian, right? So I was always like, the system is whack. Like I was teasing about how I didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance as a kid, I was like a little militant. Um, but I was like, I always was like, like trying to be outside the lines. But I think really living your best life is like not even, like kind of like pretending that the lines aren't there at all. So Absolutely. Not, not even trying to like be in or out, just like the lines aren't matter. I'm just gonna move how it feels like moving. So like if, if something that is within the lines is how my heart moves, then that's fine. But if something's outside the lines, that's how my heart moves, that's fine too. And I'm not like reacting to the lines at all. I'm just like living my best life. Absolutely. And I, I really feel like kind of just to piggyback off what you were saying, as far as like being a part of the system, finding ways to put yourself in the system because uh for me working in schools for the last shit for the last school year doing a whole school year in school i had to find ways to be myself within it because every time i've had a job i've never felt like myself i've always had to fake the the work voice and dress a certain way and i go to school now and i talk shit just the way (laughs) i'm talking to you guys so you know that's a good feeling and that fulfills my soul yeah. you know and i i never really saw myself working for anybody still don't still doesn't feel like work you know what i mean yeah i think there's something about being able to bring your full true self to spaces and i think particularly as marginalized folks right with all the you know black you know uh woman uh lgbt all these particular different types of uh, of marginalized kind of social identities 
the world is not set up for you at all. So you can definitely not bring your full true self to spaces um, easily. And so I think there is something, it's, it's revolutionary to bring your full true self to these spaces and, and, and do it proudly, you know? And I think um, I was telling some folks the other day, I like wear dashikis to work and I rock my sneakers because I'm like trying to like expand the notions of what it means to be like excellent, right? All the notions of like professionalism and academic excellence mm -hmm. were very much constructed in very like white male wealthy situations. And so there is no space for you to bring your full black, you know, bring my fat black beautiful self to a space <laughs> right. and, and really exist, right? So I like have to push I have to like I have to like expand what it means, and I it, you know sometimes it, it comes against a little friction, but definitely worth it, um, and it's necessary for me to to get find joy. You are definitely a role model in that. Um, I was just telling someone yesterday about you at the top forty under forty at Xavier. Oh, nice! How you just came in jeans and and tennis shoes and a daishiki, and everybody else was in suits, damn near tux. <laughs> So that's very inspiring <laughs> to me because you are always being yourself. Yeah, oh, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, uh, it, it's it's definitely something I've been intentional about. And the whole point is to try to like, to try to model it so that other people kind of take note. I think, right, so I'm like, I'm a doctor in a, in a profession where I have a very like, um, under-resourced field so I like I could get a job pretty easily so I recognize I could kind of take those risks and then not be that risky so I have a privilege I have a privilege because of my degrees and in, in the field I'm in that I could take those chances and not have as much consequences if you're a person who like has a job at a particular place and you got miles to feed you got you know you got bills to pay in a certain way then I can understand like not being able to take those risks so I feel like I I owe it to that person who works at like checkers and has like three kids absolutely I owe it to that person to like try to push these boundaries because I have the privilege of being able to do it and being able to to take those risks without it being so risky so, absolutely yeah man i do it for, I, I like to think i do it for the culture i do it for the people you know i fully understand i, like I feel think. the same way yeah, yeah i do and i also think just um knowing yourself so with me i had to lord gee i don't my journey is just so interesting goodness <laughs> gracious but it took um you know just having that support system you know telling people who really support you um, what it what it is that you really want to do? So, for instance, I had a lot of friends who were like, "Okay, Tay, well, when are you gonna make that leap? When are you gonna take that jump? Like, you've been talking about this since college. Like, I had um, one friend, Brent Mans from Xavier, who was like, uh, so Tay, you ain't in Hollywood yet? Right. I mean, you've been talking about this since college, and honestly, I didn't even realize that I had been talking about acting for so long that he reminded me of that." So that was something I had to take into consideration. But like you said, I mean, when you're pursuing the dream, sometimes you just have to do stuff just to make ends meet. Now, me, knowing myself, I'm the type where I work very well. I thrive in flexible, structured um, environments. So it's, you know, where I can make my own schedule because I will work versus really, honestly, a nine to five. I'm just like zone yeah. out like when they have like those 10 hour meetings i'm like come on y'all now what y'all got to talk about for about 10 hours i feel like we comparing school notes right now i feel like <laughs> we in class sharing notes yeah. but i was gonna ask you because uh shit you've been pursuing acting since college and i've been doing music since college not but what since college what? Mike, not since college, not since college. <laughs> i've been one two now well what do you think held you back fear Fear, um, you, I know, right? So, you know, when you see, when you hear a lot of artists, their stories, you know, you have a lot of um, individuals who started when they were young. So since I was a child, um, 
something has fear has always held me back I just always felt like maybe I was too old to do this or you know I was too tall to do this like in maybe fourth grade I was told that I was too tall to do gymnastics well I'm like okay well gymnastics is out the way right. or you know singing um I think I auditioned for like Xavier's freshman summer thing and it was like up <laughs> uh, you're cut so just yeah. not getting it and being and I hate to bring zodiac signs in it but Aries we kind of like stuff instantaneously so it was like okay oh I didn't get it this time well I guess it's not for me I can't do that but as you get older and you really start to reflect on your life and where it is that you want to be things just take time and that's another thing looking at my circles it was like you know what these people put hard work Absolutely. into being doctors like nothing is going to come just like that so I had to get that ingrained in my mind and sometimes I still have to do that like I have affirmation notes all over my room like Tay just pace yourself relax get organized do things in sections you know you can't accomplish everything all at once and I think that's where a lot of times we fall off because we want things instantly and it just doesn't happen that way and I think also recognizing with what you're doing it's not really a job it's who you are you know so there's a difference that between somebody that goes to college to be a doctor because they're getting the tools Mm -hmm. but nobody can give you the tools to be Tay the actress you know what I mean I feel bad saying this and it hurts my heart every time I say this but if I could do it all over again Oh, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm about I to agree y'all. with you. I'm about to agree I'm with you. I'm right glad that now. I met everybody from Xavier University of Louisiana. I'm so happy I did. But I, w- I probably would not have gone to Xavier. If I was I being true to myself, yeah, I probably. Because Xavier didn't have a theater program, they didn't have an acting program, whereas Howard has that. You know, or even. Yeah, even honestly, going to a community college to figure it out. Because I wanted to do so many things. It's yeah. like, dang, I could have gone to a community college, saved some money, and figured all that out, and then transferred to a university. So my, ex- my experiences with Xavier, I would never give them back for nothing in the world. There's mm-hmm. no amount of money you could put on that. But when I do put that amount of money on it, I could have took the money that I invested in school and invested it in myself. Mm. And I think that's the one lesson that I try to give to people about college, like, it's an investment. So whatever you plan on studying, make sure your income can afford that. Because to go to a $100,000 school to study <laughs> art, it's kind of a waste of time. Just but to be I real. also think that's something that we have to be cognizant on when we talk to college, ch- college kids. Like, you don't have to know right away. You not don't not at all. like take that time out to figure it out, like do different things so that you can be exposed and then be like, you know what? I really like that. I find joy in that. That's what I want to pursue. I feel like so many times we tell kids, oh, you have to know what you want to do right away. You have to know, which is why a lot of people. Well, let me just choose this. Right. You shouldn't just choose something just to choose it. You should choose it because you love it and it's true to you. I think another big thing is like we get so caught up on 
like what we desire, like we fantasize about what we want in the <laughs> ultimate goal. And we will like go through hell and high water to achieve a goal that might not even be the goal that we want. So even when our minds change and this is not really what we want, because we already fantasize about that's what we have to do, we will like go through horrible things to get there. So I think this notion of like being compassionate enough for yourself to constantly gauge and say like, what do you want and what do you want to accomplish? And making sure like it's it's okay, right? You don't want to just change the goal because it got hard. Like that mm-hmm. shouldn't be the reason to change. But if your really heart's desire changes or if you realize that that goal wasn't your goal anyway and it was just from other influences parents as whatever parents or whatever the notion of being true to yourself and like being able to shift that i think so much of our like suffering comes from having these desires in the future as opposed to just kind of living life day by day and keep shooting like i like if your goal is this thing that's far off you kind of chart a you know chart it out mm-hmm. and just work at it like this notion of like like the angst of not that comes from not having reached the goal is too much. Like let the journey be the goal, right? Yeah, let the journey absolutely. be the thing. And so I think that that's how you kind of can live a life that's much more enjoyable. So that even if you don't reach this, you know, lofty goal that you had, you still enjoyed the journey and did, yeah. you know, you do the best you can with the best you got. Like the old people say, um, I think that's a big thing. I see a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to be a doctor, even though that's not their real dream. <laughs> and they'll just go through hell and high water to get there. And even when they do become doctors, they're still not happy because that's not what they want to no, do in the first place. And it's like, you knew this years ago when you were, you know, so you're talking about going to a school you know you're like okay Xavier's great but I won't really want to do acting but Xavier doesn't have an acting program then get up and get up out of Xavier and go to Howard right like it's like you know but it's like oh well I'm already here what will people right. say oh my god yeah. you know it's like, it's, so it's complex or whatever I you know I, I Xavier was exactly what I needed because you know I was in medicine and it was exactly what I needed so it was perfect to be there um but I definitely you know I think the notion of like you know we always talk about this it's kind of cliche now but living your best life takes work right it takes like intentionality and, it, and, and not just work in terms of like getting good grades or whatever it also takes work to like understand yourself and know yourself and and, and love yours i would been talking about this a lot this notion of everybody has compassion for everybody except for themselves they got love for everybody except themselves so people base their like and this is again more that social like doing it for society and not for yourself yeah. this notion of like yo like I, i'm gonna do the, the the right thing is always around what did i do for this other person that i care about so people don't care nothing about people they don't care about so like homeless people on the street or whatever people go like look over them like it's nothing but if it's like your loved ones or whatever feel people feel this weird thing that i can't say no i can't set boundaries i can't that's bs you know this notion of like living your best life has to do with like loving yourself and being compassionate for yourself that you do what's good for you you know and it's not being selfish it's like self-preservation that's necessary absolutely i don't mean to interrupt byron um can you kind of expand on focus uh the organization the new campaign with the postcards oh well that's not a new campaign it's something we did last year oh, but sorry, yeah no i <laughs> know so focus focus.org check it out um this is really dope arts advocacy nonprofit. um started at the university of michigan now in brooklyn shout out to the team um, we basically are an arts advocacy nonprofit where we like do creative things to like bring the arts into spaces and places where it might not otherwise be. And so one of the um, one of the things we had the idea was to take uh, people of color centric art and infuse it with like positive messages. Like um, so basically like have a picture of like a dude with a flat top, like uh, really a dude with like a flat top and put like a, um, give more love. That's what you're top. doing with like the bus stops and stuff, yeah, exactly. right? So oh, we that's put what's them up. On, we put them on um, advertising space in downtown Brooklyn and Atlanta. And and, uh, and then we made them into postcards and then we went out into the community. So we were like, how many points of positive contact can I give? So we had people write on the postcard, read the postcard, get inspired by the postcard and then write an inspirational message to their future selves. Wow. So this notion of like sit down and think about how you motivate other people to feel good about who they are and then aim that right back at yourself and write it. And then they, they wrote it down and then we mailed it to them at like a random time. So how wow. many points? How many points of positive contact can you can you give around your own self love? Yeah, it was really cool. It's been and we're doing it all summer. Probably we did it last summer for the, that was the when it started, and we're gonna probably keep it going. We already started at Grits and Biscuits at the block party, and 
Gonna keep it going. That's what's up. Yeah, man, it's a cool idea. I think I, think I have some. Hey, do you mind passing me my bag so I can uh? Which bag? This one? It's a yeah and so kind of like what you were saying mike this notion of like being true to myself like i can i like work within the system but then funk the system up with my with like being true to myself right so this notion of like can i affect the system positively by being my full and true genuine self i think that's the ultimate goal yeah i really do um you know my goal in life is really to be disruptive in every part of life <laughs> right. that i can be so yeah what does that look like for you um it looks like change it looks like growth those are the only two words that came to mind but every time i've been in a situation where i felt uncomfortable i've done something to make myself comfortable yeah. and it usually affects the situation pretty dramatically but for the positive and for the better for myself does that i can't like, say what it says for every other situation yeah. but for myself it makes it better for is me. that like setting boundaries in spaces where setting boundaries is not like i think it's like frowned upon i think sometimes setting boundaries sometimes giving space um communication is a very major thing because a lot of times things get lost in translation so you may have an issue with me and i may have an issue with you and we may have two totally different issues <laughs> but just because we have an issue that that commonality is there is that a word commonality commonality yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> like word of the day Xavier University the art letting go word of the day commonality <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um you know and a lot of times things just go go over and boil over because people don't talk 100% man you know people are just just want to stay too comfortable people want to like Every, I think anxiety is like a huge thing in the community. I, I, Absolutely. I'm in communities of color, I think in communities in general, everybody's so scared to like say no, to be uncomfortable, to like, you know, to like talking, you know, like to talk about the things that are comfortable. Like we don't, people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about race because it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. I don't want to talk about religion because I'm uncomfortable to talk about. If we don't talk about it, we're never going to like come together. How are you going to come together if you don't and, talk and about I, it? I think with having Just a conversation, you have to be open to the conversation. Like yeah. we could have a conversation about race, religion, God, everything, but if you're not open to me and I'm not open right. to you, it won't go anywhere. And you got to come with love and put your hurt Absolutely. down. People always connect the hurt that they felt from way back in related Absolutely. to those topics and bring that hurt right along with them and they end up, you know, aiming pain at other people. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times people, they don't focus on the situation. It's more so the person. That's what they say. I mean, yeah. it's like focus on the the situ the problem rather than the person. Right. 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 Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like nowadays um people are so quick to let people go if they disagree with them i mean Tay, don't you do that oh <laughs> well this is the art of letting oh. go okay, so, no, no, no. Okay, so let me tell you i don't i don't let go but i think how can i Tip like you wrong me out you did to me you I'm, give space i can see you in the how street you but if that's if that's healthy for you and it works that's okay no it's it's not healthy it's unhealthy i think what's healthy is recognizing how people treat you and i guess just bringing the same energy i mean because i feel like when people are like um what is it don't people disappoint you with expectations something like that I have a problem with that saying because I feel like you should have expectations, but Absolutely. you should also reciprocate the energy. So, for instance, um, a lot of friendships, it was like, you know, maybe um, 
you know, someone is doing all of the calling, the calling the person or whatever. And it's like, well, that other person may just view you as their friend that they talk to once a month. Yes, that hurts because you want to talk to that person more than once. But it's like your expect you no longer have that expectation of talking to this person because you get it like you understand, you know, meet them where they're at. Meet them where they're at. There's nothing wrong with that. At that place in my life right now, I will meet you where you're at, and I won't have any problems about it. Yeah, I think I think it's important to like to do that because right because there's a there's a difference in like having supportive, nurturing friends who just don't aren't aren't in the space as much as you would like them to be, and having toxic friends who are in the space in all the toxic (laughs) way. So this notion of like like we all have those friends who are like oh you know they may not call or reciprocate as much, and they might not come to your events as much, but you know they're still loving, nurturing, supportive people. Then those people who are like just tick 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 and like and like and also add toxicity to your life but people feel like because we've been friends forever or whatever you got to stick around so there is there is a space at which you do need to let people go but then you don't need to let everybody go who isn't a friend exactly like you want them to be but if it's an unhealthy situation that's when you need to let that go and i've been on both ends like there's this one girl she had to let me go like i could understand why she let me go and to this day i respect her for communicating that you know what i'm saying that's real communication is huge and Man, this journey called life, I swear. You, whoo, if you take time to just sit back, you know, take accountability for things, for, every, you know, for situations, for your actions and everything, it would just open up your eyes. Yeah, like life is beautiful if you allow it to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you said. I think I think some of the most toxic friend situations are those friends who can't take accountability for anything. Those friends yes. who are like it's always someone else's fault. They're so their ego is so sensitive and so tender that like they can't even look at their own stuff to talk about like where they Absolutely. play a role. And so I think one of the greatest things about communication is the notion of like let me validate that I hear and fully understand your perspective and at the same time I still disagree with it. Right? Like I can disagree with it while still validating that your perspective is your perspective and I respect yeah. you enough and love right. you. Right. to do that and we so the, yeah absolutely so those who can do that like i mean that's a hard that's a hard business i feel like i feel like some people have those friends just because they're like oh well it's nice to have a friend who's struggling more than me uh, i think so, like sometimes we have those friends like oh or, like, or friendship like, out of comfort yeah you know, you've been or just somebody for a, a while yeah. Yeah. yeah i think sometimes i think sometimes with that that situation people get people become people allow themselves to like focus so much on that friend's dis- disruption that they're not focusing on their internal world. So you right. keep those friends around because they allow you to like focus on their life and like that's and let real. that be what you're really, where your energy and time goes. So you don't have to look inside and look at your own stuff. That's so real. It's dangerous in both ways, whether you, you know, whether one way or the other is, it's, it's not good. It's not a healthy situation, but you know, I think, you know, part of the growth you're talking about is like recognizing that and coming into it. I feel like, so we're in our thirties now. I feel like now I'm seeing lots of my friends uh, have these. Well, I'm sorry. My age range is uh, 23 <laughs> to uh, 36. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Depending on um, but yeah, like I think a lot, it's nice to see so many of our friends come into those places where they're like answering these existential questions about who they are and what they yeah. are. It's nice, man. It's really nice to see a lot of, a lot of our friends who were like kind of angsty uh, historically. And, you know, sometimes we were, we were those people too. It's nice to see us come to a place where we're like starting to really get it, really understand it. And understand, I think part of the getting it is knowing that you never really get it. You're just like trying to be more and more sensitive to it. Absolutely. Right? You're never really competent. You're just sensitive in a better way and can move and shake and kind of dance with life in a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's one of the nicest parts of growing up. Um, I always see I talk to my sister. My sister in her forties now, but she, she has grown so much in her in her life from when she was young to now. Lots of you know she had a lot of anger stuff and a lot you know her dad wasn't around stuff like that. 
Um, but to see her kind of ch channel that passion, that energy into being such a loving, giving person. She's like a social worker now, but she was always would give the shirt off her back. And so really getting to see my sister grow constantly throughout out life helped me be able to see how other people are growing, even when it's not so explicit. Um, and That's so I'm really, up. yeah, I'm really in a good place. I'm really not only enjoying my own growth, but really getting to see my friends grow and like shine and like, and being able, I think one of my gifts is being able to reflect the beauty of people back at them like reflect like yo i see you growing bro and i love that i see you growing sister and i love that like yeah i think that's like one of my favorite gifts is the notion of being able to to like reflect people's beauty back at them and reflect their growth back at them um and it's love it's love man i feel like i'm like a moon and just absorbing all the good energy from you guys that's you know from up. you guys and, and our other loved ones um so i'm in a good space in terms of growing but also growing to like be able to even more appreciate other people's growth like that's dope. Yeah, yeah absolutely i really appreciate that well, I really appreciate you guys' growth a lot. Um, Tay, you have a very pretty smile, too. What? I'm just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but let everybody know where they can find you guys. Well, uh, you can find me on underscore Tay, T-E-Y, Harper, H-A-R-P-E-R. -E and I also have um, a business page called Mama Gracie Sweet Treats. Um, I started baking <laughs> desserts cookies and cupcakes um just in honor of my great grandmother who was a homemaker so um, i'm up. getting things together with that business so if you're um, a fat kid like me who loves sweets then i am the person you should go to cool beans uh thanks for the platform mike um uh you i have a new website called doingitwell.org it's okay. d-o-i-n-g-i-t-w-e-l-l.org doing it well oh uh, yeah definitely definitely but it's all about wellness it's like a playoff it's, it's all about wellness but it is a bite off the yeah kind of like yeah unless that's like illegal or something then it's not a bite at all <laughs> i don't know what you're talking who's uh, cool jay i don't even know who it is um but yeah so that's a, a new website i have just like a wellness portal so a place where people can come get like inspiration motivation and also resources if you know anybody going through some emotional health stuff it has like resources for like a um, depression hotline and suicide hotline and like finding a, a therapist even finding like a black therapist those kinds of things um, it has some of the videos I made, so I did like a TED style talk recently about the intersectional stuff I was talking about, you know, um, social justice, racial justice, mental health, and art. Um, what else I got on there? I got the projects that me and Mike have done together, yes. so Mike and I, <laughs> check out our projects. The Pure Magic Suite, uh, <laughs> so really cool story. So Mike is a really dope producer, amongst many other things, artist in general, rapper, singer, right? Uh, also, photo, um, he's a... Um, a graphic designer because Mike made it really I think the cover is super dope Mike made the cover too um, I sent Mike this picture it was funny I sent Mike a picture I like go to a lot of art events and I take a lot of pictures of the art and I sent Mike this picture and I got the picture back to what he did to the car I was like oh, you couldn't even tell us the same picture like this is a photograph and he made it into like a, a digital art piece um, That's tight. which is really cool so yeah check that out on my website you can find all that we made the um, the Pure Magic album uh, featuring Primo Miguel one of Mike's aliases um, this really dope kind of uh, smooth kind of hip-hop based music um, instrumental stuff for you to like just relax to so that's dope and then we made like a yoga video with our boy James yoga that, uh, that yoga dude woods using that music as well and then we made a parent coaching video um, as well uh, also featuring James and, and Mike's music and um, our boy Charles was in it it was a good time and so yeah just trying to make a lot of projects that are impactful for for communities of color, particularly around like how do you live your your full and best full life, um, and hope to continue to do that work. Now I'm like doing some consultant stuff and some some design That's program design up. stuff. So I'm having fun, man. Glory to God for sure. Um, I'm out here. What about our um, podcast? 
Oh, yeah, check out our podcast. So we do a podcast usually on Sunday nights. Uh, hopefully we start up this summer um, at WPR Pratt Radio. If you uh, if you check out my Instagram, is like Prodigy5002. I always post when we're going to have a show. So that's Prodigy5002 at, uh, at Instagram. And the show is called Dexter's Laboratory or D-Lab BK. And, uh, yeah, we just have a show where we play, like, really dope African diaspora music from, like, hip-hop to jazz to Afrobeat to grime. Um and just you know, kind of bullshit, kind of just talking shit. Uh, usually, I'm uh, trying to make fun of Tay. Um, Absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Sorry if y'all listening. I don't. I'm sorry for bleep that out. Bleep that out, Mike. Um, but yeah, Tay is phenomenal on it. Uh, she's a guest. Our homeboy Atiba is also on it. Um, and yeah, we we look forward to joining to you know to to joining the pantheon of dope black podcasts like uh, like Mike got. Uh, we need to get our stuff together because we. Mike stuff on iTunes that we got to get together. <laughs> but you can catch it on SoundCloud if you want. We got a SoundCloud. You hey, can download that for free. Here. SoundCloud is the best. It really <laughs> yeah. is. Mike, what about your event on, what is it, Friday or Saturday? I am performing this Friday at Green Tree Yoga. Cool. Um, I will be performing and speaking. Oh, shit. Doing a little talking. Nice. Uh, you can find all my music, everything about me on PrimoMiguel.com. Also on all social media at just mike brown you can find this podcast at the art of letting go podcast on soundcloud as well as itunes and although alpha is not here you can catch alpha at alpha underscore presents on all social media and so you tell alpha we about to outsing him can we outsing alpha I, I, I got you so this is mike brown with tay and byron and this is the art of letting go Letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go. All right, y'all, peace. <laughs>